This is the city we call our own. These are the stories of the people we call our neighbors. This is the heartbeat of our hometown. Naperville, this is Real Talk. All right, welcome back to Naperville Real Talk. This is the October monthly market update for your real estate market here in Naperville. I'm Chris Granin with Keller Williams, and as always, my monthly co-host is Todd Gosden with Compass Mortgage. Todd, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm good. Todd is uh, battling through some echo over there on his end, so he's <laughs> going to do his best for us today. Technology doesn't always uh, cooperate with us, but... You know, Todd, we're coming into the fall. We got Halloween coming up, or we're well into fall, I should say. And um, yeah. you know, I think this is always a time of year when people have conversations about what's going on with real estate. I think in a couple of ways. I think people kind of look back at the, you know, the the market from the spring and the summer, and then they look towards maybe maybe end of this year or next year. I think a lot of people they do their planning for the following year around now. You know, because you've got holidays coming up, so people start to think to themselves, eh, do I need to make a move? You know, like, do we do we have some things coming up in the next few months or the next year that it would be a better scenario for me if I were in a different home, if I were in a different location? And I'm having a lot of those conversations right now with buyers who are just really planning for next year. And I, I think that's a great, I think it's a great mindset to have to evaluate things, to leave yourself enough time, and you and I kind of harp on that all the time, is get ahead of things, right? Don't try to rush at the last minute. Yeah, I would. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think that's part of the process, right? It's, it's, I think the more you're ahead of the curve in the process, the less emotion gets involved. That's right. So if you're kind of thinking towards that, but you have that little brain, you know, voice in your brain saying, Oh, that's so far off. No, you don't have to think it's so far off. It's really not just, you know, that's just kind of my little uh, encouragement as we start the episode is just kind of plan ahead, no matter what type of market is. If you're thinking in your head that you might be wanting to do something in the world of real estate, even if that's investing, you know, I got a text from a client yesterday. Hey, Chris, we're looking at our, at our investment portfolio and you know, my wife and I are going to sit down this fall and talk about where we want to be in 10 years. Well, that's a great conversation to have. And it sure is. You know, for this couple, they're looking at do we want to work real estate investing into that? So uh, I think in life, if you're going to be a planner, uh, I think things are generally going to work out a little bit better for you. I couldn't agree more. Well, and we even have clients that are planning a year in advance. They're looking out to go, how do I prepare myself today so when I am ready to go, I can actually put in an offer? And that's usually how it leads to winning. That's right. Yeah, 100. percent I mean, it's like uh, you know, Boy Scouts, right? Be prepared. Um, Be prepared. So, nice our, <laughs> all right. So we're going to talk about a couple topics today. As always, we're going to talk about the Naperville real estate market. We'll get into some of the numbers, and then Todd and I want to spend a little time. It's been a little while since we kind of touched on just some general topics. Today, we want to talk about the importance of those partners inside of the real estate transaction. So, if you think about the major players, let's say you're a buyer. The major players inside of that real estate transaction for you are going to be, of course, your real estate agent, your mortgage lender, your attorney, your inspector. And so you want to make sure that all these people are the best people you can have. How do you do that? So we're going to talk about how you do that. Right. And uh, so first, let's just kind of dive in. So Naperville, you know. We, we've talked about the last few years. Obviously, it's been a crazy time in real estate. And if you can go back and watch the September and, and previous updates if you want to kind of 
you know, hear what we've been going through over the, the course of this year. But I wanted to use this yeah. point here in October to go back, kind of look year by year to give you a, like a big picture. Okay. Can't and, wait. Yes. And so here's the thing. So from the last available data was September, right? Last month. Yeah. From this year, from last year, we had a median sale increase, all right? So median prices in Naperville, home values, increased by 9.1%. So that's still a huge increase, right? Let's compare that to the previous years. So 11% increase the year before. And then the year before that was really prior to kind of in the middle of COVID, right? So 19 and 20, we had a 5% yep. increase. Prior to that, only a half a percent increase. And from 17 to 18, a 3% increase. If you go back and look at the 10-year annualized returns from 2012 to 2022, it's kind of funny how this works, Todd. You're probably going to laugh uh, in, in familiar, familiarity with this number. 3.976% annualized returns in home value increases from 2012 to 2022, right on the 4% national average in home value That's increases. Right. So even though we had these crazy couple of years in the last few years where home values jumped up, all that did was correct us from the decrease we saw in the market crash of 08, 09. And we're right yep. back on track on that 4% increase. So isn't that interesting? It sure is. Right. And welcome back normal. Uh, and it's kind of nice. So I think you know, for people who look at the real estate market or even the stock market as as like gambling, I would encourage you to go back and look at long term averages. Right. Even the stock market. Right. We're not giving stock advice on this podcast. Neither one of us are financial investment professionals. However, if you go back and just look, you're going to see that the long term averages of the stock market are more predictable than you think they are. And it's the same thing in real estate. So, yeah, certainly if you zoom down and you go year by year, yeah, there's volatility. But long term, if anybody out there is questioning whether real estate investment is a good idea, there's nothing to question. Zero. It's statistically, it's been proven since the 1800s. That's right. That's a pretty good sample <laughs> size, I would say. <laughs> it's true, though. It's just the way it is. I mean... It's the most consistent, greatest wealth-bidding investment in the world. That's right. You know, and, um, and, and you can become familiar with it. You know, uh, stocks, um, maybe there's a bit more of a learning curve there. But, you know, you have real estate and, you know, financial professionals available to you all the time. You can, you can get comfortable with this and learn about how to protect your investment, keep your home in its, you know, premium condition, that sort of thing. So what I wanted to do too, Todd, though, is look at the change. Okay. So that's a year over year. And I think some yep. people's argument might say, all right, well, you know, you're incorporating all of the early part of 22 when the market was still white hot. So I just kind of want to look at that argument and we'll, we'll say, all right, so let's just look at the last three months. In the last three months were um, when we probably saw more volatility in, um, in mortgage rates. We saw um, right. more, you know, we saw maybe some not so great economic news uh, for yep. the country and the world. So uh, we always see a decrease in median home values during that period of time between July and September yep. because of seasonality, of right? Seasonality. The seasonality. So this year we had a 5.4% decrease. Previous year we had a 4% decrease. 2020, we didn't see that because of COVID, right? 2020 
we have, we almost saw an increase because there was nothing happening during the height of the lockdowns. But if you go back right. another another few years, two point eight, three point seven. So we are really not we we are not way beyond, certainly not outside the standard deviation of the percent change for seasonality. So again, good news for anybody who, who thinks we're going to see the, like a huge crash in home values. I just don't see it. You know, I, I, we could see some stagnation. We could see a, a fluctuation up or down by a little bit, uh, but I just don't see a big crash coming. A uh, couple more things before we kind of get into our topic. Uh, Todd, you know, I think a lot of folks are wondering where are the homes at? Where's the inventory at? There's, you know, there's good news around that as well. I mean, so if you take a look at the amount of homes for sale between April and September, uh, in terms of, you know, what is there an increase or is there a decrease? Well, April is usually the height of the market, right? And so usually yep. things are happening very quickly in April. And, and September, things start to slow down a little bit, so inventory builds. Well, we're up 19% in inventory since April of this year. And that's the highest amount in the last five years. So for buyers who are saying, where's the inventory? Well, it's starting to come. So that's good news. Sure is. Um, you know, overall, we're still at lower levels historically. And that's going to take yep. some time to turn that ship around. So there's no getting around that. Um, one thing I will I will say for sellers is you've got to realign your expectations. And I'm having those kind of conversations with folks all the time right now. Just look at showings. When we look at the same time period, April through September, we typically see a decrease, again, in showings per listing per month between April and September because of activity. In the last five years, that average has been about a 35% decrease from April to September, average number of showings per listing. This year, however, 60% decrease. Oh. So for sellers who are, who are saying, my neighbor sold for, you know, sold in March, sold in April, they had showings all weekend, they had dozens of offers, that's not reality anymore. And that's very clear. So it's still a great time to sell because values are still high and and now, now that things are calming down a little bit, if you're going to buy after you sell, there's more for you to look at. So don't right. don't discount selling. Uh, it's still a great time to do it, but you just got to say, okay, we lived in. I think you've said this before, Todd. We lived in an auction house for the last couple of years, and now the auction house doors are closed, and we're back to just a normal real estate market. Right. Well, and actually, this market allowed us to reset to the correct. 4% year over year growth rate because we had those years of, of 12, 13, 14, 15, where we had a swale in the market and we needed to catch up to get back on track. And that's what this did. The market will always correct itself to be back to level. Just well, just well. And, and, and there's no, you know, you've got to get your information from the right places, right? That's um, right. That's why we do this podcast. And hey, if you have a disagreement, I mean, I've had it. I've seen people comment. Oh, I don't think that's right. Hey, that's fine. You can challenge our assertions, but just make sure you're you're getting it from number one local sources because real estate is local. So if you're trying to, yep. you know, hear what's going on in New York, it has nothing to do with what's going on here. Uh, even what's going on in the city of Chicago has not a lot to do with what's going on in the city of Naperville. Uh, well, and let's and, and all the numbers are statistically proven. I mean, there's not. It's not like we're being made up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You can argue it, but you won't be successful. <laughs> yes. All right. So, uh, so Todd, let's kind of shift then and get out of the, the nerdy stuff. And let's talk about just kind of, <laughs> be, 
even though you and I like the nerdy stuff. Yeah, right. Exactly. I think, exactly. I think uh, let's talk about the, the home buying experience. And this, this applies to sellers too, but I think we'll talk about the home buying experience because it involves a few more pieces of the game than, than selling a Correct. home does. And you can have a wildly different experience from one buyer to the next. And I think the majority of that is driven by who you work with in the process. Would you agree with that? Sure does. No, I, it does. I mean, here's what I would say is this, is that I think where people go wrong sometimes is that you want to make sure you're in alignment with someone. In alignment is someone who's not going to, is going to look out for your best interest, not just the sale of something, number one, but also you're just your personality too, right? I mean, there's, there's value in talking to someone who has genuine interest in what you want to do. We deal with this all the time in our world, right? Is that the sum of the five people you surround yourself with typically are the ones who are going to carry you through things. And I think that's where it's difficult sometimes with clients is whether it's you, an attorney, insurance agent, lender, whatever it is, you're looking for the relationship that you're comfortable with because obviously everything in my world, the appraisal world, the real estate world, it's all regulated. You know, and I think that's the misnomer is I got to go see who has the best. Well, it's not about the best because it's all the same. Right. So you got to find the person that you're most comfortable with. comfortable with. That's right. I mean, if you're especially if you're talking, if you're talking the same in terms of quality, right? Listen, I am, I am not the only good real estate agent in Naperville. Shocking news, I know. <laughs> there, are there, are plenty of good, there are plenty of good real estate agents in Naperville and in the Chicago suburbs. You've got to put that up for vote. Yeah. <laughs> and, you can, and you can go talk to them, and that's fine. And, and, and of folks of the same caliber, and I'm talking folks who do this full time, who sell 30, 40, 50 homes a year, of, yep. of folks of that caliber, you, you ought to get the similar same similar services from those people right but but right. the experience could be very different same thing with you right of, of a, a lender of your caliber and your quality you're going to get similar services you're going to get like you said it's not like somebody's going to go to you and get right now and get a rate for 2.5 and go over to somebody else and get a rate for 9.7 i mean there, in other words all things being equal those things are going to be relatively similar, but the experience right. could be completely different, positive or, or negative, right? No, hundred percent. I mean, that's why it's so important to actually have a conversation. And a lot of times, believe it or not, the best referral source is someone who's already used somebody, you know, cause your clients who used you, they're going to tell them about you. Right. And I think, and if you don't know someone, you can interview other people to find that person, but I always tell people, at least in our world, rate is driven by how much you're willing to pay in cost because an interest rate's like a stock. It moves up and down all day. So at the moment it's purchased, it's the same for everybody. So you're not hunting interest rate, you're hunting personality. That's right. And I love what you said. You're, you're, you're perfectly, almost like I set you up, even though I didn't, you're leading me into referrals. And here's what I would say, I, right. of, the, of the folks I talk to, I would say 75 to 80% of them begin their home buying journey with a real estate agent. I would say the, yeah. other, the other percent probably begin with a mortgage lender. Um, I would say yep. most people don't begin with attorneys or inspectors, they come later in the process. So for the vast majority of my clients who reach out to me as their first point of contact, and we sit down and talk about partners in the process, 
I'm I'm always making recommendations to them, referrals to them, of people that I know and trust and have had great experiences with. And here's why this is important. I, I think if you're, especially if you're going to start with the real estate agent, whoever your agent is, number one, you've got to trust that person, right? If you don't trust yep. that person, you're in a world of hurt. You got to start yep. the trust somewhere. And then if you trust that person, follow their recommendations, follow their referrals, because yes, you might have friends who, so one friend says, well, Chris Grano is a great agent, use him. So you listen to them and you, you came to me. And, but that friend might say, well, well, Joe Schmo at such and such mortgage company is great. You should use them. My recommendation would be right. start with the person that you trust the most and then get their recommendations. And, and here's why. I deal with, again, 30, 40, 50 home sale transactions per year. You as, right. a, buy, you as a buyer probably deal with one every five to 10 years, okay? So you might have had a good experience eight years ago, and I'm not telling you you can't use someone that you used eight years ago. Your friend might have had a good experience a few years ago. But I know the people that I, quote, unquote, trust my life with, and and. I know the I can guarantee you a smooth or a smoother process if you list you know if you listen to me and make sure. those recommendations, and yeah. and so and when you say like Todd, I'll give you an example. I mean, so Todd and I you know there's no no secret. Todd and I work together all the time, and there's there's accountability right because we work yeah. together. We want to do a good job for each other and each other's clients, and correct. So so. You know, if you're just kind of ditty bopping around and you're going to pick a realtor from here and a lender from here, an attorney from here, it's probably not going to go as smooth as it could. Does that make sense? Well, and I think those who work with us also work with the attorneys that we know and the inspectors we know and the appraisers we know because we're all in sync and all in alignment with one another. That makes the best team for you. That's right. And it's not, you know, when we say we know them, right, it's, it's not like a... Uh, a good old boys club or something like, oh, I'm trying to get my friend uh, some business. But far right. from far from it. It's again, it's the people that I trust. You know, if I'm going to sure. if I'm going to send you to a mechanic, the mechanic is going to source parts from the you know the part place that he knows is going to deliver the parts on time and and in quality. And he's going to he might source out the tire work if he doesn't do the tire work to a tire place that's good. Why why would a business owner work with people who don't serve their clients well, right? Correct. So that's why I think it's incredibly important. And Todd, I'm gonna and just embarrass you for a second here, if you don't if you don't mind, just to give. Okay. <laughs> but I but this is a conversation I have with buyers all the time. I spoke with two buyers last week at consultations, and I gave this example, and um, and it's important. And I, I so you know in real estate, again. My clients can can work with whomever they want to. I'm not certainly not telling anyone they're required to work with anyone to work with me. But one example I give on why partnerships are so important is, is Todd, a couple of years ago, you and I had a mutual client, and we were coming down to the wire, and there were some, some difficulties at the end that weren't your fault nor my fault, and it could have caused the transaction to go off the rails. Todd, you had a flight scheduled to Florida, if I remember correctly, for Thanksgiving right. to spend time with family. You canceled your flight to stay here and take care of that issue for our mutual client because it was that important to you. And so yeah. I always tell that story when I meet with buyers because I can promise you that Susie from Big Bank located in California 
isn't going to do that for you. (laughs) (laughs) That's very nice of you to say, but it is important to us, both of us, because we're trying to provide an experience and a service to someone that can be very emotional. It's also most likely the biggest investment of their life. And we have to take it that seriously. That's right. And and you only know that um, from experience. You know, I I can only, I can only share that by saying, Hey, listen, I've, I've worked with this person time and time again, and time and time again, they've delivered. So whoever you start your home buying journey with, whether it's the lender, whether it's the real estate agent, and it's fine if it's not Todd or myself, make sure you trust that person, make sure you, you listen to their recommendations. And I think at the end of the day, you're going to find out you're going to have a much, much smoother experience all the way around. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, Todd, thank you. Yeah, that's right. Thank, so thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you have a good thank Halloween. You. Do you uh, do you know what you're going to be for Halloween this year, Todd? No, I'm working on that. <laughs> well, I already know because my five year old has determined that I'm going to be Spider-Man. So I'm uh, I'm I'm oh, furiously nice. in the gym over the next two weeks trying to get that Spider-Man <laughs> physique. Buy the suit with it already built into it. <laughs> All right, Todd, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Make sure you subscribe, hit the bell icon so you get notified about future episodes of this podcast when it comes available. Make sure you go and check out the most recent episode of Naperville Real Talk featuring Karen Miller of EV Photography located right here in Naperville. That's one you definitely don't want to miss, especially if you're an aspiring entrepreneur. And make sure to follow all of our content. You can find Todd and my info in the show notes below, and we'll see you guys next month. See everybody.